Welcome to the A Show. It's the anti-amputation show, man, for February 24th, 2021. How's it going, everybody? Oh, man, Tiger Woods, uh, his car flipped for like the third time or some shit at this point. Crashed, rolled over, ran into something, pulled over. At least his third big one that I can think of ever since his, uh, what is it, the infidelity scandal started. So uh, I, I hope he's alright. It was a single car accident, 7.12 in the morning. He had his seatbelt on, no signs of intoxication. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And then uh, it was a Hyundai Genesis, the Genesis SUV basically, but um, it's not an Escalade. But uh, holy crap, all these like, you know, he he's had a leg surgery and then all these like wishes, wishes came through. You know, Justin Thomas, if you know if you're a golf fan, close friend. Phil Mickelson, Wolf pulling for you, Tiger. You were sorry to that. You and your family are going through the tough time. Everyone hopes and prays for your full and speedy recovery. All right, Phil. Jack Nicholas, Barbara and I are just heard about Tiger's accident. And like everyone else, we're deeply concerned. What, like you were in this fucking country when you went MAGA and shit and catch COVID and don't give a shit, you motherfucker? We want to offer him our heartfelt support, do you? And prayers, really? At this difficult time, please join us wishing Tiger a successful surgery and all the best for a full recovery. Well, laddie, fucking the fuck you, Jack Nicholas. Fuck him. Fuck his MAGA shit. Fuck his my pillow. Fuck his Dominion bullshit. Fuck him. He's a Buckeye too. Fuck him too. My God, I motherfucked Jack Nicholas about four times in like ten seconds. Jesus. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't, the conspiracy brother me comes up and be like, single car accident, seven twelve in the morning. Seatbelt was on, and he just, like, flipped over. Now, one thing about this place uh, in Southern California, Hawthorne, wherever, I mean, 30 miles outside L.A., uh, where the, it's a 45-mile zone. You know, there are a lot of accidents. People go 80 and shit. So he probably spread because he had an 8 o'clock, you know, filming or showing or whatever. I was just like, you yeah, know, whatever, but I hope he's all right. Um, but the guy has gone through enough. I mean, it was already, it already looked doubtful that he would play in the Masters this year because he just said that he had fifth back spinal surgery in December. I go, Jesus, Tiger. I mean, just him, you know, having the most number of victories seemed far and far away and then, like, beating Jack Nicklaus, the motherfucker, uh, for the most majors seemed more and more unlikely at this stage. So, but it doesn't deter him from being the most influential greatest golfer that i've seen in my lifetime as i have talked about in the tiger documentary feedback in episode 200 so go back and listen to that and then uh, i would like to announce my retirement i would like to announce my retirement from the game of online dating not just online dating not just basketball the game of basketball i mean the game of online dating but pk what about the basketball in the game of basketball. Because nobody says it's just basketball, football anymore. It's the game of football. Like, I saw that Patrick Mahomes interview last year when he was sitting down with, like, Brett Favre or something. Hey, what, Pat, what do, you, what do you love about Brett Favre? Like, this motherfucker remembers who Brett Favre is. Like, like Patrick Mahomes was barely four or five when Brett Favre was relevant, okay? And then maybe 12 years ago, you know? So he was barely 10. Oh, and then Patrick Mahomes' answer was, I don't know, he's a gunslinger. No, 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 none of that. Patrick Mahomes just flat out said, uh, his ever-loving passion for the love of football, for the game of football. And I just go like, 
Well, no fucking shit. That's why he's a dumbass, another MAGA fucking Hall of Famer out of Mississippi, right? And it's just like, why do they always say game of football, game of basketball? I'm just like, for the respect of the game. I just go, hey, well, fuck that shit. So I'm going to say the same thing about the online dating. You know, I'm gonna, I retire from the game of online dating for the respect of the sport that is very competitive out there and the games of dicks and balls and fucking clams. I retire from that shit, from the competitive nature of it. All right. So anyways, there's my announcement. But BK, what about the other retirement that you have? Either number one, uh, alcohol, you know, anti-alcoholism. I just go, well, by the time you hear this, when this audio comes out, it will be 350 days. Holy Christ, since I drank in 2020, you know, before the lockdown, unconstitutional lockdown started. And then uh, last bar trivia, we were at basically March 11, 2020. Yes, that's when you can start counting. And then uh, I just go, you know what? I'm so close from like ending that streak at this point of like, I might retire from sobriety, you know, from alcohol at this point. But anyways, let's see. I'm trying to make it through here. So the next two weeks so that I break that magical number of 365, you know. So that's that one. What about online gambling, BK? The sports gambling. Uh, you know what? After tonight that I'm so mad at the fucking Illinois basketball and then the college teams that just didn't come through. For once, I picked the favorites and go with my head, you know, but then there was a bit of a doubt in my mind, like the Michigan Spartans, the state Spartans are going to fucking destroy, you know, uh, Illinois. And they're doing that like the Illinois fighting Illini are fighting shit, like fucking shitting bricks at this point. They, why are they called the fighting Illini? Like they're number five in the country, but playing like fucking shit. Fucking, like, this should be Illinois breaking shit. Fuck them, you know? And then I, I said, fuck it. And then I'm going to recover that money that I've been losing today. I mean, there are other games that I've been losing money today in college basketball before 7 o'clock Eastern. And then I said, you know what? Magic's going to come back and beat the shitstens. And then uh, Brooklyn's going to keep the lead over four points or more against the Kings. This is Sacramento Queens. Or the, the other one was... Uh, the Golden State Warriors is going to beat the Knicks, you know. And then, you know, I mean, I, I already lost because Magic is down like fucking 17 by the time I started this recording. Because at the half, they were down by a basket. So I'm just like, fucking shitstens are going to shitstens at this point. But I just go, you know what, fuck it. You know, I, I give up. And then I sunk that and then I just made an ultimate executive decision to pull the money out. I only, you know, I made money still. You know, I make it sound like I lost everything, but. No, it's like I, I played within my means, so I stuck to that. So, yay me, but uh, I lost out on $50 <laughs> the last two days. I am so mad. I, I wanted to crack that magic number, you know, of like doubling the money that I put in, which is like fucking $600. So you, you could guess how much I withdrew if I, you know, drained $50 the last two days. So anyways, you know, I was so close. I was so close, man. Um, But, you know. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy. I didn't lose money. I played within my means. And then I just go, you know what? I need a brain break also. Because my brain's been going nonstop. Not just working. But, you know, my evening day trading of fucking the game of basketball and the game of hockey and the game of tennis. Like, for the last three weeks since the Super Bowl uh, weekend is, like, utterly draining. So I need a fucking break. So I'm just going to turn my sports switch off at this point. And gambling, cause I I'm I'm way too emotional at this stage. Am I making an emotional bet? No, I'm just like trying to keep it even headed. But like, 
you know, you, just, you lost money, you lost money. So I go, fuck, whatever. All right. So anyways, the main thing I want to talk about, I, I think I had this segment the last year when we were talking about too many douches that week or something back in November um, 2019, was it? Yeah, 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 2019, I think. There was a one week where we just like, dude, too many fucking assholes, you know, just like popping up in hockey, basketball, wrestling, and all that stuff, politics. So I'm going to bring that back a little bit because... uh. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, the Texas power outage and all that is like unbelievable, you know. But, you know, with the global warming that's been happening, are you really surprised at this point, you know? Everybody moved to Texas and look what the fuck happened. And then I just go, I'm reconsidering Texas <laughs> as a potential destination if I need to go ever go and reach out or something. I just go, I mean, I like Austin, but then Austin's way too crowded now. And then Houston is like, Argh. and then Dallas seems cheap, but I'm like, fuck, it's Dallas. What am I going to do there? So I like some remote nowhere area like fucking uh, Temple, Texas or something. Waco, you know, where the Magnolia, Baylor football, and Dr. Pepper. You know, I talked about that in the Texas episode back in November. Go listen to that stuff. But, um, you know, power outage happened. And then the, 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 the world's greatest senator, Ted Cruz. Ted, you know. Uh, what the hell was the Ted Cruz's nickname that the last POTUS gave? I don't remember. But then anyway, the, I, I talked about it in a... Ted Cruz it has got a, such a hateable, punchable motherfucking face. You know, I'm not condoning violence. I'm just like, he, he has a face that invites a fucking punch, metaphorically, okay? So, he's got such a punchable face that even George W. Bush, when he was elected as a president, he's like, I, I, I don't like that guy. And they say, I just don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about that guy. So, you know, Ted Cruz worked out on the governor, George W. Bush, campaign back in like 99 2000 and then like this motherfucker didn't get selected and then he went to senator and shit and then everything ted cruz does you know other than you know he's a republican he's a conservative he's like he preaches law all that shit i just go this motherfucker never comes across reliable or trustworthy or he's like he looks like a kneeving fucking weasel to start even Marco Rubio don't look like that. Marco Rubio looks like he's like about to like fucking like roll his eyes at any moment. And this motherfucker, you know, the insurrection and all that stuff, when he came out and said, we need to like blah, blah, blah with Josh Hawley, I just go, motherfucker, you went against Trump and then you turn, you turn just for your, cover your old ass for the like, for the insurrection and all that shit. And then the insurrection happened and then like you just went radio silent. And now this motherfucker runs away from the power outage. You know, instead of like, you know, hanging in there with his own constituents and shit. And then, yeah, he, you should call that shit out. I can't believe a guy makes so many wrong decisions over and over and over asking not to be reelected again. I mean, I like even the Texans, like, the Republicans, forget the party line. This guy abandoned, yo. This guy abandons his own people. This guy abandons his own principles. This guy is not a man. I mean, way he turned after he... I mean, this, and then he does the, like, the fucking most egregious shit ever. Like, when he was running for the president in 2016 against Trump, you know, you had, he had the whole beef with, like, my wife is pretty versus your ugly wife, all that shit. But then, uh, even before he got actually selected as a nominee of the Republican Party, he picks a VP candidate. He's running mate, Carly Fiorina. I'm gonna pick, like, dude, what the fuck? You haven't even been selected. You're barely winning, and then you're acting like you already won. What a fucking douche. 
even amongst the Republicans, especially especially if I were a Trumper at that time, I would I would punch him in the fucking face. I was like, what the fuck are you, man? So this guy continues to step on shit and is willing to sh- like step on, you know, shit on people. I, I don't know how he's gonna get reelected just based on what kind of like shitty man he is. And then he's trying to back paddle like, oh, the girls, his daughters wanted a vacation. And then all these text message leaks and shit. What a fucking douche. Fuck him. Fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck him for the longest time. Fuck that Canadian dude. Why was he eligible to begin with to be a president anyway? If Obama is a, a fucking conspiracy to begin with. Fuck this motherfucker. Like, fuck him. Fuck him. I hope Pedro or Julian Castro runs against him and then just like fucking demolish this guy. You know? Republicans, I don't believe in 45% of you, you know, all that Trumper shit. You know, they'll they'll pick a replacement of Ted Cruz at this point, I feel like. But who knows? Who knows? Since uh, they turned on, he fucking turned on to support Trump with the, like, insurrection of Josh Halley and shit. Maybe Republicans don't care. That's what, he's a Republican. And then, like, fucking go with this shit. But what a dumb douchebag, you know. He inv- he's got that face that invites punches. You know, he grew that fucking beard the last four years to hide that fucking face, try to look tough or some shit. Nah, 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 it doesn't cut it, buddy. You're a fucking pussy. You you got a pussy that looks like a weasel pussy, so fuck you. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other guy, the other douche I am very surprised by is the recently resigned Seattle Mariners CEO, Kevin Mather. Mather? Mather? M-A-T-H-E-R. Um, you, you might go like, but BK, a fucking owner ship group or the executive of a baseball team nobody gives shit about what the fuck well 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 well. you wouldn't give a shit until you listen to his fucking comments about the players and all that i mean you know bit of a personal connection because it's a bellevue rotary club in seattle being a former seattle you know bellevue resident i don't call myself seattleite jesus christ i had a 425 number not 206 area code but i just go bellevue rotary club and the fucking seattle Mariners CEO talks to Rotary Club. It's like you're inviting white people, the rich white people, uh, Bellevue, and I just go you, the bunch of Tea Party people, you know, so-called moderate Republicans, those motherfuckers. Anyways, that's that's just a vibe that I always give out the Bellevue Rotary Club because Bellevue is, you know, it's like a traditional suburb that is conservative leaning. But that aside, just the optics of that like fucking forum is bad to begin with against the you know. The rest of Seattle, if you want to call it, in the Pacific Northwest and King County. I mean, this motherfucker just lays it out, lays it out there on the reality of the Seattle Mariners situation. So, and I watched the video. So, this was recorded February 5th, but it became available online on YouTube over the weekend, like the 20th, 21st. They took it down and somebody re uploaded it, you know, internet, you know, right? And I actually watched the 45 minutes, and I was just flabbergasted by the amount of transparency and honest thought that this motherfucker was saying. Now, like, he was saying a lot of shit, like, about the foreign baseball players. It's like Kenny Powers on the display, but a corporate and executive. And then some comments you hear, like, well, are you surprised by corporate America talking like this? Uh, no, but I'm just surprised with all that fucking lack of self-awareness they're like dude what the fuck are you doing like if i were the rest of the ownership group if i were a fucking league you know i'll be i'll be so pissed at him because this entire video is a testament to the union the mlbpa the union for the game of baseball 
the players that play the game of baseball, they could fucking use this fucking clip against the rest of the owners and be like, this is what you think of us, huh? There's one guy out of Seattle on a shitty franchise. What do you think is happening in the Yankees between the Steinbrenner family? What do you think fucking happens between the Henrys and the fucking Red Sox? What do you think happens in the fucking Texases? What about the fucking, you know, so on and so on and so on and so forth. Illich family and the Tigers. You know, so on and so on and so on and so forth. This guy was just talking like, Utterly transparent, ignorant shit that may or may not be fucking factual, but comes awfully elite and fucking snobby, douchey to the next level. For example, the easy ones to get out of the way. He makes fun of the Japanese players he has had, not Ichiro, I'll get to that in a little bit, the Iwakuma, the pitcher. You know, it's like, oh, his English wasn't so good. And then one day we said, oh, we're going to cut your translator and then get his $75,000 salary off the books. Then all of a sudden, Iwakuma's English got better one day, you know. I just go, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know how the rest of the other baseball players, the Japanese players, Munori, Ichiro, you know, so on and so forth. How many countless ones get to Maida? Uh, I don't think Maida played, but you get the idea. And then all these like Hispanic players, you go, I got the bigger personality than all of us, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And then for the rookie players in their farm system, about the top 100 player base, baseball prospect, this top 100 players they got, I think they got four of them or some shit. They, he just laid it out there. He's like, yeah, we're not going to call him up because that's that'd be advantageous for the team organization uh, to keep the service time extended. You know, which is the rule that like, hey, if you play more than a certain number of games during a regular season, your service, your counts, which means you're going to be quicker to be eligible for free agency or the next level of arbitration at a younger age by a year because you served in the major leagues already. And then teams try to put this off, especially for like those 20, 21 year olds or, you know, the, the low, the kids in their fucking 20s younger 20s right to extend the service time so you pay them the fucking minimum wage right i mean it's a tactic that we knew but then they, they never front up front say it now there's some other remarks that i don't know why the media doesn't pick up somebody in the thing asked hey they need to pick up some veteran pitchers especially the former mariners taiwan walker and james paxton this was february 5th before james paxton signed last week and came back and uh, what about walker and paxton and then this motherfucker was honestly talking and then just go like, yeah, we, they think the February 8th is the 10th is a, like the cutoff date before the pitchers and catchers come to the spring training and all that shit. And then goes, uh, you know, these players are, have to have come and beg for a contract at this stage, you know. And then he motioned with a hat flipped over like he's a beggar, like a fucking homeless. And I'm like, how do you not catch this? The fact that he had the gall to do this, I just go, you're a fucking douchebag. You know that? Fuck you, Kevin Mather. And then Taiwan Walker especially. I don't know, cause, cause is it because Taiwan is black? You know, not James? Because James is what? From Vancouver? You know? I just got Taiwan is asking for three years. Which is like, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, James Paxton is a better gamble than fucking Taiwan Walker. But Taiwan Walker has been fucking healthier than James Paxton, which justifies a fucking length in my opinion. James Paxton is Eric Bedard of this fucking decade. And only the people who have followed the game of baseball into such fucking fantasy level like I did would get that fucking reference. But this motherfucker flipped this, like, hat 
and then said, you know, they're gonna come begging, and then like starts putting a fucking hat in front of the fucking camera. I just go, dude, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up. If I were the owner, if I were the owner organization, or if I were like, I would be so flippant. Look, it's one thing, one thing for an executive of a franchise to come and talk to the fans. It's great, and it is great that they would share with such honesty and transparency. I mean, I'm not against that. I grew up listening to J.P. Ricciardi and Alex Anthopoulos, 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 the general managers of the Toronto Blue Jays from like 2004 to fucking 2010. You know, after every Wednesday evening in the Jays talk, you know, during the season, they came on the air and then they talked about it. And they get all the cockamaniac fan questions that you could imagine, which you just roll your eyes on. But you know what? As professionals as they are, especially Alex Anthopoulos, I thought that he did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, they talked to the fans and then they got as real as they could without, you know, compromising their position when it comes to negotiation in a trade market, free agency market, or the arbitration later. Only one time that I could recall that the amount of douchebaggery that was displayed during those Blue Jays talk was 2008 when J.P. Ricciardi finally lost it at this nonsensical fan going like, why aren't you getting another bat? What about Adam Dunn, man? And then J.P. Ricciardi basically just yelled at the fan. was like, do you know Adam Dunn doesn't like baseball? You know, he, he hates baseball. He likes football more. Blah, blah, blah. And then Adam Dunn, you know, and then J.P. Ricciardi made it up. He was like, well, I guess Adam Dunn had a hilarious comment the day after. He was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be getting paid in toonies and loonies. And I was like, this motherfucker knows toonies and loonies, which are dollar and two dollars and one dollar coins in Canada. But, you know, that, that, that hiccup aside, I mean, and I just go, at least they kept it together. At least they kept the accessibility of fans while they keep the respect of the process of the entire, you know, working with the players as an organization, which to me showed that, you know, at least they're professional leaders. Kevin Mather, in this case, blabbering shit about Latin players, Asian players who are not Ichiro, and then young players pay them the least amount of money or these free agents who are going to come beg I'm sorry, I'll be, uh, you know, you could use this video however you want. And then you'll be like, this is how, you know, like, players got the fucking gold out of this video. And I won't be surprised if the Major League Baseball, the commissioner's office, Rob Manfred, said this motherfucker has to go. I mean, uh, he said a lot of honest shit that are not necessarily wrong, but he completely showed how unaware and out of touch this motherfucker is. You are the Seattle Mariners. Your baseball stadium is farthest from anybody. No one goes to the Seattle Mariners. Go watch the show that the SB Nation, I think it's called something else now, called the Dorktown, the 60-minute video, six-part clip. It shows how utterly sad, oh, it might have been four hours. It's utterly sad how the Seattle baseball, who started the same time as the Blue Jays in 1977, have achieved so little. And this motherfucker has the gall to come out and be so arrogant and douchey as if he runs the fucking league. It's unbelievable. Jerry DePoto, the general manager, came out and said, yeah, he's embarrassed and he feels for the players. You just, you fired this guy? 
I mean, this guy has been around since 1996 when Nintendo of America was still the owner of this thing. But the amount of douchebaggery that this guy just displayed in 45 minutes, not to mention the sexual harassment, you know, all that's been coming up since 2018. I mean, that's how this guy, that, that's how this guy treats other people, in my view. And the Mariners are already on fucking thin ice, not getting any fans and shit. You know, unlike the Seahawks, unlike the fucking Seattle Sounders, and the Kraken probably coming. And this motherfucker, like, well, who would play there? I wouldn't play for Seattle. Like, I don't even bother. Like, I only go for one year if this is the only team offering me a fucking contract. But why would I go there? It's a furthest from any other stadiums. You know, any other competitive city. And the team doesn't win. Team hasn't built the the fucking team right since Ichiro like first came, which was two thousand one. I mean, it's twenty years of utter ineptitude, especially the century. And this motherfucker thinks like he thinks. No wonder these organizations in the shape that it's in, and they got a lot of repair, repairing to do with the. F- not just the fans, not just the players, but rest of the fucking league and rest of the fucking everything. You can't, that 45 minutes, go watch the fucking video. It was hilariously awful level of douchebaggery that I would expect out of somebody living on the east side in fucking Seattle. I just go, Jesus, that's some hot privilege that was displayed right there. But anyways... Uh, those are the douchebags that I wanted to cover. I mean, I didn't even talk about the Woody Allen versus whatever. <laughs> but that documentary, man. I, I Even before the documentary, I never thought highly of Woody Allen because I just go like, dude, the fact that you go out with your adopted daughter, you know, I, I just go, dude, that's fucking creepy, yo, to begin with. I don't care about any hall and all that shit, that 70s stuff. I just go, I, I don't care. Midnight in Paris, I don't give a shit. I like it's it already it already bothered me that when that happened and then like this thing comes out yes it, you know blah blah they're gonna argue but that's the beyond the level of douchebaggery there's there's way too much smoke and there's way too much creepiness that like I never thought of higher I never thought that high of Woody Allen to begin with I'm sorry film snaps but I just don't it turned me off right up the bat. It's no different from Roman Polanski. I know all these directors are defending them and shit. These two people for their artistic contributions. I just go, no, no, no. What's wrong is wrong, yo. Just, just stop. Just stop this nonsense. But anyways, so oh my god, I went through a lot of hate today. How many, how many motherfucking motherfucks did I do here? Fucking started with Jack Nicholas. <laughs> I just find them disingenuous at this stage. He just loves seeing Tiger struggle. I'll be honest. Because he doesn't want to see the fucking major record get broken. Uh, Ted Cruz, obviously. Woody Allen. Roman Polanski. Kevin Mather. I mean, too many douchebags, yo. I covered enough for this week. Well, thanks for listening. And then uh, we'll, uh, email me at a-o-at-outlook.com. Email me at a-o-at-outlook.com. I'm really tired. I need to turn my brain off. And then uh, we'll see you in March already. Jesus Christ. All right. See you in spring. Bye. Bye.